Back like I left something, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's been a little like a two week hiatus. How long has it been? At least two weeks. At least two weeks. Too long. You've been a room yeah. away from the people for two. What's up? What it do? What it, what it do? Who, who who's standing outside in the woods? Right. <laughs> what the frick is? Is it is it hella noticeable? Oh, yeah, you sound like you're in the backyard of a house in Kentucky. Okay. Alright. But no, do your thing. Get comfortable. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It ain't like it's not distracting me at all. I could just clearly hear like the crickets. Could you hear it like on the phone call? No. <laughs> So I don't know if you was like on um, speaker or if you got your headset on because you know the iPhone. I got, my, head- I got my AirPods in and I got the noise cancellation. Uh, let me tell. Did that change anything? Uh uh-uh. uh Nah. It's all good. Like I said, I'm not. I don't know about you, Senator. I'm not distracted by it. I'm not distracted either. We can hear you. So just speak up. Can everybody hear me? Can I can hear you, G Rock, clearly? Yeah, yeah. And I'm. I'm holding. Yeah, I got I can my. Hear. My mic hack now, where I know that I need to hold it, so I should be good. Yes, sir. It's another episode of Don't Trust the Punch. Still season one. Don't think that we, you know, jumped the boat or something like that, or that we left y'all just because we uh we were gone for a couple of weeks there. I mean, you know, took the man a, mo- a moment to uh move from one coast to another. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's good. I'm settled here, and it's uh it's awesome, man. We back. We back in business. You can't just slide on it like that that quick, bro. Why not? You man? went from I'm just saying you went from not I don't say you went from you drove from Atlanta to Tacoma, Washington. I mean, that's I think crazy. it's only right. That's the reason why the hiatus, you know what I'm saying, why we went on a little hiatus, a little sabbatical. So I think it's yeah. only right that you share with the people just a little something. You ain't got to go into detail, but I mean, come on, bro. You drove from Atlanta to Tacoma, Washington. Bro, talk talk to the people, man. Let us know what's happening. Man, it's good. So just, yeah, getting a, once again, a new start. I've kind of been a rambling, uh, traveling man for the past few years from Mexico to North Carolina, different parts of Georgia, um, all the way across country. This is actually the furthest I've been away from, from home in Atlanta, even further than Mexico. But yeah, just get doing grad school out here, still working, still teaching. Um, just, you know, once again, a new place, a new, new face, a new opportunity. Um, to do something, man. But I did drive. Uh, United States is a beautiful country, man. Texas is, lo- uh, excuse me, Kansas is long and boring as hell. Once you get past Topeka and you driving west across Kansas, and then they got the nerve to put a toll booth on that thing. It's crazy. But um, no, but there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful parts. Um, oh, man. Thankful to be here. God is God is perfect. That's what's up, man. Congratulations once again. That's a big move. That's a big drive. And you did it dolo, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, yeah. let's put some respect on that, though. That boy was riding with the chopper, the blunt, an experience. And, and the Holy Spirit, and, 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 and that was it in itself. Yeah, pretty much. What the hell were you listening to? Right. Man, what did I listen to? Uh, I listened to a lot of Isaiah Rashad. Daft Punk got me through Kansas. Daft Punk. I listened to the entire discography of Daft Punk, so Shout out to those guys. Um, what else did I listen to? Some Wu-Tang in there. Uh, I think when I got here, I was listening to Outkast when I pulled up. So, yeah, it was good. How many times did you freestyle, find yourself freestyling on the way? 
Man, how you think I survived Kansas and I out in the whole way, man? That, did you throw on some like Alchemist instrumentals or like how did how did? It... No, man. I actually was just going in on some of the Daft Punk stuff, especially like the random access memories, like a lot of those kind of funkier beats. Like, man, they should hear mm. my version of Get Lucky or whatever. That's what's happening. So you was able to find yeah, a pocket. Oh, find the pocket. I just, I created a whole new one. I just, I, I unlocked, am the pocket, bitch. I unlocked the pocket, bitch. <laughs> what you talking about? Hey, man. That's, on that mug. that's what's up, man. Congratulations, man. To the um to the listeners, real quick before we get into it, man. We're super excited to to be back. Um, we got a very special guest. Um, he he is no stranger to us, but you know what I'm saying. Like just to just to introduce him, man. My player partner, Josh, mm-hmm. out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, actually has a podcast called The Brew. I'll let him give y'all more information about that. Um, but this, 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 my boy. He's super down with music. Like, so, so. Uh, welcome to Don't Touch the Punch. And, and he's you, he's he's, you, he's so down and official with this music thing, man. He flew down back in September 2014 for the anniversary of a. Uh, outcast i think it was the 20th anniversary he flew down mm-hmm. from ohio to atlanta literally just to come attend the concert man so josh tried and true with this music stuff man i'm gonna let josh say a little something you know what I'm saying let him know about the podcast and then we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the talks thank y'all for having me then i appreciate i appreciate it for sure um the brew podcast one on instagram um if you remember uh the rap list that went viral with Joe Button as number three, that was due to one of my podcast hosts putting out that list just randomly, and it just happened to go viral, <laughs> just by happenstance. And we didn't even put our name on the list. And I feel like if we would have put our name on it, it wouldn't have went viral. But um, but yeah, man, um, G Rock gave me the whole Atlanta tour when uh, I went to the Outcast show. Um, I actually met Senator at that show. Um, yeah, literally the forgive me if I, I barely remember. I, I was lit tonight. <laughs> I, I was super lit. <laughs> He's but, an honest alien, ladies and gentlemen. An honest I, alien. Yeah, but it was uh, it was definitely a fun uh, fun night that I'll never forget. I still got my videos from that night. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was super fun. But um, appreciate y'all for having me. We're in the group chat now, so uh, we talk about everything, music, every day, all day. So that's what we do, and that's what we about. That's what we about to do right now, man. Um, where do we want to start? Because I mean, I'm, I'm feeling good. I was about to start singing, but I mean, I figured, you know, if I start singing what I'm gonna sing, then we gonna talk about that first. (laughs) We'll we'll never. If you get to singing, man, we'll go to church, and we'll never, we'll never end. So while we save the singing, save the singing for the end. Uh, and since speaking of going to church, let's just start with Donda, man. I think that's what everyone's still talking about right now. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about Donda. Let's get that out, and then we'll a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of music here, but in, in the midst of our hiatus, a lot of new music stuff happened. So it was kind of good. So we got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. So Kanye West finally released Donda. He stopped teasing us after what I think three pump fakes, two Atlanta shows, a Chicago show. We finally do get Donda um, with 20, what, how many tracks? 27. Is that correct? 27. 27, I think. 27 tracks on there. Um, 
five of those are kind of duplicate versions or part two versions of the first four or five tracks that are on the album. Um, gentlemen, thoughts? <laughs> we can, I mean, let's just just jump in. What do you what do y'all what do y'all thinking? Yeah, so I'll start by saying that um, one, I watched all three streams. Um, the last stream, I did not watch it in its entirety I, I missed the last probably 10 minutes man my son mm. woke up um and that that was that but from the music standpoint i was able to hear the album right and of course we know the very first show was completely different from performance and presentation and musically it was it was, it was different right. and um obviously like he just he killed he killed the performance and and the visuals on uh the Chicago joint rightfully so uh but with that being said me listening and watching the stream to me it was such it was more of an event than it was for me to like enjoy the music um and what i mean by that is when i looked when i was uh when i went to watch yeah that's the that's what i went to do <laughs> when i went to watch the the life of pablo and the Yeezy fashion show, like mm. that musically, I was excited. I was like, wow, this is like he played Father Stretch My Hands, Ultra Light Beam. Like that was that was a moment and experience. And not saying that this wasn't, but that that experience got me excited for the music. This experience for Donda, it was just really cool just to be a part of it because you know the world was watching. But I, I wasn't, I'd be lying if I was saying, if I said if I was excited for the music. However, listening to the music, having the music. Is a completely different experience. Like I was like, wow. Like I was listening to it just on GP Sunday. Y'all know we were in the group talking, and um, I was on my way to run, and I was listening to that mother in the car, and like jail comes on, like dun 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 dun. <laughs> Guess who's going to jail? And I'm like, bro, this sounds stadium <laughs> status. Like this sounds like, bro, this sounds amazing. Like really, really good. Like you know what I'm saying. So without me going on the track, that yep. Just want to let you know you're breaking up slightly, at least in my ears. So I, I wanted to kind of let you finish your point, but I also don't want to lose you. So if you yeah, can I'm gonna turn to off. Adjust- I'm gonna turn off. I'm gonna turn off Wi-Fi. So maybe that has something to do with it. Okay, he was turn good off. for me. Testing, testing. You still there, bro? Y'all there? Yeah, yeah we're here. Josh, you still here? Yep. Yeah, let me let me know if I break up again. But anyways, um, overall, because like I said, I don't want to get too wordy and go track by track. I like the album. I don't think the album is... Uh, I think the 27 songs is unnecessary. I think he could have um, took away some songs or whatever and condensed it and made it an even better album. But I've been seeing a lot of like shit talking on the internet, man. But I'm like, bro, y'all listening to the same music that I'm listening to? Because I think it's a good album. But... That's that's all I'll say now. I'll let y'all speak y'all piece and then we can we can we can uh go deeper. So my first initial thoughts were this feels like the first Kanye West album since Life of Pablo. Hmm. Um I didn't really listen to any of the like the seven track joints or none of that. I was kind of in my feelings with all the extra stuff Kanye was doing at the time. But this album, I was like, uh, let me give it a shot because it just felt like he was back on his music stuff for real. Mm. So, so 
I, I watched the first stream and I ended up cutting it off because I didn't like the album the first time. I didn't watch the second one, but I did watch the final one. And the the last one was was flawless, I felt like. Um, I mean, regardless of what, I, what you think of the visuals, but the music, it, it sounded finished. Um, everything sounded uh, mixed. And I just felt like the final show was like, Okay, it's it's sounding like it's finished now. And that's why we got the album Sunday like we did. Um and I like the album. Of course I think it's too long. Um and we, we can get into changes we we would make or something later, but that's my mm-hmm. initial thoughts. Yeah, for the most part I agree with you guys. I mean, interestingly enough. Kanye um, posted an Instagram and perhaps tweeted as well that Universal forced him to uh, release the album or that they snuck the album out without his permission. Um, so I don't know if it, it, was, it was his intention to go out on Sunday and be different. And also, of course, the Sunday, Sunday being the Lord's holiday for Christians. Um, and I think it's interesting that you said you felt like in that third um, show that it felt finished and that's why he dropped the album. I don't know, because that's just I think Kanye West in that tweet is maybe trolling or maybe maybe bending the truth there, embellishing. Um, but but who knows, you know, what his purposes were in releasing it. We knew he was going to be something different. It was going to be special. Uh, and it. To to uh, to certify lover boy, but we'll get to that later uh, in terms of my impressions with Donda. You know, I listened to it Sunday um, and so it was kind of like my Sunday morning kind of meditation because I woke up to it pretty early at like seven, eight o'clock. And this is what I listened to instead of like watching church online or going to church or something like that. Um, sonically, like in ter- I have not listened to it in the, in the whip, so I don't know if it's passed the car test yet. Uh, G-Rock, you've had that advantage, so I think you can, you can, yeah, it sounds good. But oh, it passed the I car test. That is, it passed the <laughs> it car test. did. So just coming on, like, production-wise, like, you feel it. And there's so much of it, all the synthesizers, everything. You're, I feel like there's so much buildup, and it is stadium music. It's, it's highly, like, anticipatory, suspenseful expectation music. Um, but I think a lot of it, especially on the first half, with all of that, those dope sounds, I don't think they ever come out, um, in my opinion, out on the other end with the beat that I want them to be. And then, of course, lyrically, there's not really any strong lyrical performances, especially on the first half of the album. Once you get to the second half, like maybe you get past Donda, um, then the album changes. Right. And you got some songs in that first half that are still really dope. Like you got, you know, you got Hurricane. I really like I really like Moon. Heaven and Hell is interesting. Um, but once you bridge into that second half and you get to, you know, Jesus, Lord, new again, we can talk whether that should be on there, pure souls. Uh, and then, of course, what you what we all were waiting for, which was no child left behind. I feel like the album gets better. There's a lot of stuff that I think could have got left on the chopping room floor, like on the killing floor. Um, and the fact that he's got like double versions, part twos of songs lets me know that he absolutely you know what I'm saying? Should have just made choices and, and chose which versions he wanted. Um, but this is a good Kanye West album. Um, previously, I had said something silly, stupid, actually, 
Um, I said this was the best album since my dark, since my, uh, what is it? My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but then I forgot about Life of Pablo. Um, so Life of Pablo is better than this, but this one is still better than Yay. It's still better than Jesus is King. It's not the album that I want and it's damn sure too long, but this is not a bad Kanye West album. This is not a bad Kanye. This is not a bad album, period. Yeah. Uh, real quick, just to, just to slide in on on us all agreeing about the length, and just some just some takes on on what people are saying. Quest Love said, "Man, this album is 27 songs long. I lost theme after eight, but I'm giving it a once through. The target demo for this album is 14 to 26, but y'all gotta chill on this need on on the need to declare first classics." be claimed 24 hours after some product comes out. I've seen it backfire both ways. So people was roasting Quest Love, saying he's out of touch. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people, again, agree with the length. But then I also saw a comment from Ebro. <clears throat> excuse me. I saw a comment from Ebro today. And Ebro said, uh, and, and by the way, while I'm looking for that, Donda is now on pace to do 350,000 copies I, first week. I saw that. So yeah. that, that's yeah, that's pretty interesting. Ebro said, um, I got to say, I disagree with a lot, but I am, but I am thoroughly appreciative of Kanye, Kanye West caring to push new ideas and challenge himself in hip hop to keep evolving. So I just wanted to add those, those, those comments in from um, some, I don't want to say Questlove is a big voice in, in hip hop, his voice, but he is a, he is a big person, um, a respected person in hip hop. But um yeah, I just I just want to slide that in there, and I also want to say too, I I I definitely feel like I know you said you feel like you got um, into the album towards the the second half of the album. Yeah, but for me, I think that the album plays really well um, early on. I think it again. I think there are songs that you could go through and be like, okay, did this have to actually make it? Could this have been like a bonus track? But um, even when you talked about lyrical performances, I, I think that, and you let me know, Senator, because clearly we'll disagree. But am I pronouncing his name right? Fivio? I think it's, yeah, Fivio Foreign. Yeah, yeah Fibio like he broke that verse. And that's like, that's like the third or fourth song in on, uh, what is it? What's the name of that song? Off the Grid. Right. Nigga, he's fast. I, I didn't know he could rap like that. Cause I thought he was just with the New York, you know, the Brooklyn drill movement. Like he he's he's fast, bro. Yeah, he and, did. And, I, and I'm not alone. A lot of people are saying he had the best verse on the album. They saying between him and Jay Electronica. So I just thought Jay that Electronica's was verse is great, but uh, the locks. I mean, if you're gonna talk about best performance on the album, in my opinion, it's definitely the locks. And matter of fact, the locks are on that song with Jay Electronica, or at least the part two version of it, which I think is Jesus Lord, right? Jesus Lord part two. Yeah, um, yeah no, to me, the locks were like the best surprise of the album. Um, by the way, too, I'm looking at it on Spotify. Jail part two is now live on Spotify. So you can now hear the entire Donda album all the way through the way it was meant to be heard, including the baby and Marilyn Manson's contributions. So yeah, but I think I like the beginning, but I think the beginning is Kanye trying to sound younger. 
And I mean, and obviously because he's collaborating with younger artists. And I feel like, I feel like from Believe What I Say, I think that's the song with the Lauryn Hill sample. Yeah. I feel like from there on, it really just sounds like a Kanye West album. He's not trying to sound younger right. or appeal to any younger audience. This I feel like that's just the Kanye version of the album. Yeah, I, I that Lauren Hill I, sample is hard too. It's hard. She's had two great appearances so far. I mean, this one is a sample, but of course, her verse on uh, and you know Nas's album is amazing. I mean, that that's on my list of favorite features of the year. But yeah, yeah. I think believe what they say or somewhere around there, somewhere around believe what they say, maybe twenty four. The album kind of takes a turn. There's an interlude in there, um, and the album. I mean, it's so damn long. I mean, if, you know, all of us grew up in the 90s, I think if this was back in the day, this would be a double disc. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you, so you think about where would you break the album? What would be the A-side? Um, and it's probably somewhere in there around, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Donda, the song, would start the second half of the album. Um, and that's track 15. But, yeah, I, I think... Still, it's it's. I'll tell, I'll tell the folks the same thing I told you guys. I, I still feel like Kanye needs to go all the way in full gospel, full full worship. I would love to hear what he could really contribute and create in an actual worship music atmosphere and setting. You know, with with Christian artists, with worship artists, with gospel artists who are really great musicians. And who carries some of the same influence that, that Kanye carries, because Kanye has always had gospel and, and church and worship music influence throughout you know, his career, throughout a lot of his sounds, and certainly even in his lyrics. But for him to work with people like Maverick City Music, he's already worked with Kurt, but I think that'd be dope to work with Kurt Franken again, Fred Hammond. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of really, really good um even Lecrae, I think, would be dope to work with as a, as a rapper. I mean, he would rap, he, he rap circles around half of the features that Kanye had on this album. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think the message and the, the momentum that he wants to make, like to push the music and the sound forward, I think that he could find that if he would actually just jump the fence and go full Christian, not just have still trying to like straddle the fence and still have worldly appeal and worldly fame and want my music to sound sounds like so basically I'll just have secular rappers doing secular verses except I'm asking them not to cuss or have sex but that's their nature like that's who they are that's what they rap about that's their content and I feel like if you kind of want to do something really different that also not just is it is it true to who you say you are now but I think it also pushes music forward which is true to Kanye West brand. That's on brand for him. I say really try that. I think Jesus is King was that attempt, but again, like the lyrics are bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the <laughs> lyrics are very shallow and they're just not well, they're not well written. So you just like the whole album G-Rock or is there a, a, a part that you like better? Um, I want to say that I like the whole album. Oh, yeah, because again, I still just think I don't know. I have to go through and go back track by track and see, like, if I was 
in the studio with them and be like, yo, this don't need to make it. Or you could put out a deluxe and blah, 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 blah. But it, I just think that in this day and time, 27 songs, period. I don't care who you are. That's just, that's just a lot of songs. And I don't know, but just off the top of my head, Donda could have been, hell, 16, 17 songs. You know what I'm saying? And then 17 is still getting kind of long in today's time. Um, but there weren't a lot of songs on there that I just absolutely just like just didn't like. But I feel like also, too, like a lot of people said, like a lot of those part twos. Some I forgot where I read. Like somebody's like, yo, the, the when you tally up the part twos, that added on like an additional I can't remember, like X amount of minutes. Like 23 minutes. I think, I right. So yeah, you, 26 minutes, I think is what, yeah. Same, same, when you take that from like the, take that off of the listener experience, I think you get like a better, you get a better album. It sounds really good in the car. But yeah, but think about it though. You still have an, an hour and 22 minute album. That's still the, the average length of a Disney movie. Like a, a Disney movie is 80 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So like, if we're talking and the average movie is 90 minutes, that's really, that's a really long album, especially a long yeah. album that I feel like isn't a concept album. It isn't really taking you somewhere. You know what I'm saying? For for it to really just, okay, it's keeping my attention and we're going somewhere to where I feel like I want to listen to the album all the way through. And when you talk about replay value, do I want to sit through a 90 minute album again that doesn't really necessarily take me to, Right, take me to a place in its entirety. That's what I'm saying. So then right. you start skipping around to the songs that you that that really resonated with you, and I think that's what most people do with anybody of work. Um, so, so then, I is this stream farming? Is this really stream farming, or is this Kanye West actually doing what Kanye West used to do best, which is putting together full fledged body of work musical experiences? Stream. Yeah, that, but I don't, I don't know unless <laughs> Josh is in street farming, buddy. <laughs> Make no yeah. doubt about it. It's street farming. I think unless that's the label pressuring him, then uh-huh. I think yes. But for Kanye, if it is, if if he's if he's doing that, then I feel like he's doing it because he's like, yo, this is what I want to do. I'm Kanye West, and I and I literally do what I want to do. Right. Um. I just don't know an artist like him, him personally. I don't think he would care. Like, he does he care about the sales and the numbers and, like, you know, like that type of stuff? Sure, right? Um, and we'll get into the, the whole Drake situation. Um, I had a couple more questions for you guys before we do that. But um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I think it's him also, too, not wanting to, like, leave people out. Clearly, we saw that he was very intentional about being, <laughs> He left Soulja Boy being, out. <laughs> Maybe Azalea Banks too. And, you know, everybody, everybody can't make the cut because we saw we saw uh, photos of Two Chains recording, mm. and there's no Two Chains verse. So I think he did try to include as many people as as um, I won't say as he wanted, but I think he tried to include the people that made sense and sound sounded the best, um, and also was trying to be like culturally relevant. And what I mean by that is the Locks. If the Locks didn't do that versus battle, the Locks wouldn't have been on the album. Just Which is a just, shame because they, to me, like I said, they had the standout performance, especially right. Weird. But that's that's just that's just facts. If the baby didn't go through that controversy at Rolling Loud, he wouldn't have been on the album either. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So well, I think that so, he, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Well, I do kind of want inter- to interject. Which version is better, Jail One or Jail Part Two? I like Jail. Just, I just like the you like Part Two. I like just the OG. 
I, I wish he would just put both of them on the same version, honestly. But I, I just feel like the baby's verse overall was better. It is better. It is better. It is better. You're exactly right. I was going to say, and I'm not a baby fan at all, especially not right now. But yeah, his verse is better. It's, yeah. it's more it's more meaningful. It's more passionate. And I think it matches the song better. You know, like the, the concept of the song. Yep. Yeah, I just my my thing about the verse is that it's just very obvious what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, <laughs> this Negro just went through controversy, council culture, blah blah blah, um, alphabet boys trying to come holler at him, all that good stuff, right? But and it's 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 cool, right? But it's like I'm allowing my large platform for you to kind of like respond to that. And to me, that just that just feels like. I don't know. I just feel like that that has like a time cap on it. I don't know if that's like timeless. Not saying that this is going to be a timeless album, but what if it is a timeless album? Like imagine this being like some people saying this is best album since. Well, like you even said, Senator, you had to you had to correct yourself. But some people say, right. oh, this is best album since Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like ten years, do we want to hear that baby verse about niggas trying to cancel me? No, no, no. Fema daughter. But here's the okay. thing, though. Like, well, I would rather take a hot dated baby verse than a throwaway jay-z verse that really is a throwaway jay-z verse like it's not like jay-z because again we know jay-z is top tier level mc so even his throwaway verses are the average rappers you know just fantasy but in this situation i would have taken the baby's verse for sure yeah, you know, the baby you, definitely has you know, the better the better verse. Sure. The better there's, verse. There's and even no, when people no replay this man. album, when people replay this album and they go back to that moment, they'll remember, okay, this moment in time and be like, that nigga went hard. This might be one of the baby's best verses of his entire career. You know what I'm saying? Like real talk, it might end up being one of his best verses of his entire career. So I gotta listen to that mug again. I don't know if I, or at I, least I don't one of know his know most if, memorable if verse, ones. Okay, memorable, cool, but like best verses. Like I just think it was just again. I think it's the timing, right? It's well, the cancel culture. The Even him bringing out Marilyn Manson or whatever. Like apparently he got some rape allegations against him. Right. Like that. I didn't know, and people was like in in up in arms and stuff. I didn't know any of that, right? And now it makes sense, but it's just like that's the reason I kind of looked at it like that. But again, it's not. It's not. It's not a bad verse at all. Um, I did want to ask y'all a couple questions. With the title being Donda, did he name it Donda just to name it Donda, or do y'all think it actually has meaning to the music? And I don't want to say concept, but yeah, do you do you think him naming the album Donda has meaning, or did he just it's just convenient to use my mom's name, or that's something that was on my checklist to to name an album after my mom? I think I think it had a purpose and I think he wanted to make the the best album he could because he named it Donda. And and I I I might be reaching, but I was listening to Reach my brother. <laughs> I was listening to y'all talk about um the Atlanta, the first Atlanta show. Um uh, I forget which episode, but when I when I put I tried to put it together right, and the album is called Donda. The only two places he did listenings was Atlanta and Chicago. Y'all did y'all know he was born in Atlanta? Of course, I did. yeah. Uh, so I I think even that was purposeful for him to have those to be the only two places he had the shows. Right. Um, yep. I think so. I think 
I think he did want to put a little extra on this album because he named it Donda. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with you, Josh. I think I definitely think he applied more effort, you know, especially wanted to do a different rollout approach. Um, one coming from the pandemic, but then also wanted to do a different rollout approach to tell the story of his own life, right? But also his relationship with his mother, which takes place in, of course, in Chicago. Um, but sonically, like as an album, I feel like it lacks one of, to me, one of the five C's of a, of a classic album, which is cohesion. There's no cohesion, right? And because there, there's no cohesion, it's hard to also display a concept. I thought that the album would maybe be couched and maybe wisdom that his mother has shared with him. I of her. Um, I thought maybe this story, the album would tell a story of his life with his mother or his childhood or certain memories or moments. You don't even really get that. You don't even get a lot of deep personal stuff out of Kanye. He brings it out of other artists, like all of his feature artists, I think, try to dig deep and tell some sort of reflective or spiritual story a little bit. But the album doesn't have any, to, for me, doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason. It just... It sounds good, but it doesn't sound together, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I do was. Do you think? Oh, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Do, um, do you think that's because he can, like he can't relate to us anymore? Yes, that's part of it. But in some ways, that's also not an excuse. It's becoming more apparent for him now because he's richer than he's ever been, and he's married to Kim Kardashian, which catapults you in that just you know, outer space realm of your, your celebrity Illuminati pop, you know, you're just, you're beyond, right? But Kanye West, even when he was doing uh, college dropout, his mindset was still light years beyond the average person, even his peers, even next to Jay-Z, when he was doing college, no one was thinking like Kanye West. So the idea of him being out of touch to me doesn't make sense because I respect his genius like that. Okay. Ever been a time when he could really relate to us. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always been very different. I think he was maybe more in tune with the with the experience of being an average person. But his mind has always been on I think on a platform where m- most of us don't don't dwell. Okay. So I, I wanted to ask y'all about the title and meaning because I also wanted to ask too. I and 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 I saw this comment somewhere online and it made me think. It was like, yo, if this song, I mean excuse me, song, if this album was supposed to be paying like homage or respect or celebrating his mother, why use this moment, this album? To be petty and send these subliminals at mm. Drake and be messy. Cause I don't know. I mean, I'm clearly y'all heard the album, but I don't know if y'all heard some of the shots and some of the stuff that was obviously him referencing. Nah, Drake tell me to, a, no, bring those album. lines up. Bring those Better lines up. Find God before we find me. <laughs> yeah, you got that. He said um something, okay. something to the something along the lines like why I didn't know that wanna, was Drake. Why would you want to hang with them? Why would you want to hang with them or him when he's clearly just me? Um, it was so many different little, and I, 
I am unprepared in as far as like the lines, but just like listening, there are these little. He said something else. He's like, you ain't even really a stepper. You know, you ain't a stepper like that. Something, something better watch out for you get stepped. Like he was talking kind of, you know what I mean? Like for it to be like a, a Christian inspired album, there was some, there was some gangster lines on that mug. And and the people, you know, again, I saw a couple of comments was like, yo, that's kind of like, if you got your issues with him, you got your issues. But like, why use a album called Donda that's celebrating your mom to have like a negative connotation attached to it? So I think when with the extraness that he wanted to put on top of this album because he named it after his mom, I think that competitive nature to want to be on like the top of the game came back. And I feel like it's a new decade. He's like, I'm about to get divorced. Um, I'm where I want to be business-wise. It's time to get back to the music. So I feel like he wants to be back on top musically as well as, you know, with the fashion and stuff that he has going now. So I think this is the first attempt at trying to climb back to the top of the music game. That's an interesting take. Um and I don't mm. disagree with it. I just wonder when I listen to uh, Yay, and a lot, a lot happened from Life of Pablo to Yay. But when you go from Yay to what Jesus is King, or Yay Kissy Ghost Jesus is King, and now Donda, I I when I listen to Donda, clearly you could hear the Kanye West brilliance in it. It's, it's not anything to be disrespected, which is why when I see people so loosely like, ah, oh, it's trash. I'm like, bro, what are y'all talking about? You don't have to say the whole album is classic or a masterpiece, but like just the production. Exactly. The, 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 because the, the, if you the, had another he, artist who was rapping over some of those beats, you'd be like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever yeah. At least give credit where credit is due. Like the production on this album, well, again, while I still say some of it is anticlimactic, like I wish that No Child Left Behind, that, that there were some drums. I just wish it culminated in drums. You know what I'm saying? But still, what it is on like concepts or the atmospheres that he's creating, they're brilliant. And people need to stop with all this track. They just throw that around, I think, way too loosely. I agree. I agree. Um, and so that's 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 all I'm saying when I when I listen to it. Like, okay, clearly y'all are just anti Kanye, are wanting to be, uh, you know, wanting to be that oddball to say that the music is bad. But um, I, I what I was getting ready to say is that when I listen to Life of Pablo, I could tell one that wasn't his. It wasn't his his best work. But it was so good, though. It was so good. It was just showing you how good Kanye West is. Because, like, when you listen to The Life of Pablo, like, bro, this is this is a good-ass album. But because he had given people Dark Twisted Fantasy and, you know, uh, Graduation and College Dropout and Late Registration and stuff like that, they felt like maybe that was a little more microwavable, right? Especially lyrically. Definitely mm. lyrically. Because I love father stretch my hands but lyrically i'm just like just how that mug starts yeah just, but that's damn, song, yeah. that song but the song amazing. is so hard all right that's what i'm saying the song is so hard that um, and ultra so, light beam oh for sure for sure and so it's just like get my, my point is getting into donda 
based off what Josh was saying, I think it's a really, really good album. I think he definitely pushes the envelope on how uh, hip-hop music is created and the type of sounds that people are going. But I don't know if I truly believe he thought that this album was him giving us his absolute best more so than him just being like yo here's here's a new album not here's just here take it like i didn't put any thought into it but i don't know if he went into it with that same mindset of like a dark twisted fantasy like yo i'm literally about to and again we know he was in a different space and he was against like against all odds and really having to like reprove himself but i also feel like that was the same thing with this album and maybe like the last two albums with the the Trump and um endorsing and and the red cap and slavery right. is a choice and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I just didn't I I'm not saying he didn't put any thought into it, but I just didn't put as heavy emphasis on the fact that this was like this album is supposed to be like, yo, I'm gonna show y'all I'm still Kanye West. Mm. I I don't I agree with you in the sense that I don't think that this is Kanye's best work. And the only well, I won't say the only reason, but I think one of those reasons why it's not his best work is either Kanye is not in a place where he can give his best right now or his best is behind him. I don't think that his best is behind him. I just think Kanye may not be in a space where he's in touch with his his best self. And so therefore he's not in a place where he's able to produce his work or work that is as good as it once was. But I don't, I don't think that that means he's incapable of it. Um, but when I hear this album, one of the questions that I have, and I'll just add this on for Josh to think about too, as he answers your question. One of the questions I have is where do you hear those two weeks uh, on lockdown in the Mercedes Benz Stadium? Like and what like what was the point of those two weeks? And where can you hear or do you suspect on the album he was spending that time while he was in Atlanta in the Mercedes Benz Stadium tweaking or adding or changing? Well, I got one off the top, and it's, it goes a little something like this. When I heard that Lauren Hill joint, I'm like, bro, that wasn't on the he did not play that. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. He did not play that on the first listening. I felt like that was another, uh, I don't say attack, but that was another shot at Drake because Drake sampled that same joint on Nice for What. Correct? Mm, okay. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. See, <laughs> correct? He's like, like about the deeper, darker criminal link. I didn't even see That's all what I'm that. saying. But I'm like, and again, correct, correct me, listeners, anybody, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, he definitely, this was a new song. We had never heard this Lauryn Hill sample joint. You know what I'm saying? And again, we know Drake sampled Lauryn Hill on the Nice For What. And so it's like, that was such a big record. Why would you even touch another sample? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's kind of like when J. Cole, even though it was the exact same beat, but when Bryson Tiller, you know what I'm saying, did that track, and then J. Cole put out the For Your Eyes Only joint, and he had the same. It's like, bro, Bryson killed it. Don't even, don't touch it. But he did it anyway. It's just like, you typically don't see that. And that was a rare occasion. And people obviously roasted J. Cole for it. Um, but Kanye killed it, though. So it's not like Kanye touched it and didn't didn't kill it. But I felt like that was also 
you know, maybe a continuation or a part two to, to the question that I was asking y'all about the title of the album, the subs at Drake, the obvious beef and pettiness of them going back and forth and consequences, just all the drama that was leading up to Donda dropping. And of course, uh, we'll get into Certified Lover Boy. Like, like yeah, super, we're going to need to move on in a second. Yeah, yeah. But Josh, I want to, Josh, go ahead and get in on this one. Um, I didn't mind it. I think everything's wrestling nowadays, man. I think mm. at the end of the day, both of these people are signed to Universal Music Group. So, I mean, they work for the same employer when it comes down to it, and they're just trying to make the most money for their employer when it, at the end of the day. Mm. Um, so that's how I look at it. I don't, I don't look too much into it. I don't think any violence or anything is going to come of it. I think nah, it's just all no. wrestling. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, 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 definitely none of that. Um, but when it comes to banging on your chest, right, and talking about what you're going to do, um, you would hope that Kanye West would be prepared to bring his very best work. Because I don't think that Drake is listening to Donda and feeling insecure about Certified Lover Boy. In fact, while Kanye West released Donda, right, and was having his his thing, uh, his moment in the sun, Drake decided to hack ESPN and announce his album date, which is September the 3rd. That is this Friday. He also <laughs> released the cover art for Certified Lover Boy, <laughs> which is a white cover with 16 pregnant woman emojis of various skin hues. Thoughts? Man, before you get into thoughts, go ahead and just read. <laughs> real, bro, real talk. Before you get into thoughts, read the theory. You got to start it with that. Because okay, I don't okay. even know. Like Once once I saw it once, just Did real quick. Did that blow your mind, that theory? <laughs> yeah, the theory oh, definitely... The theory definitely blew my mind, but when I first saw it this morning and I screenshotted it and sent it to y'all, I was like, oh, this is just a troll. This is just him using some, like, random joint he just put. Like, he literally just created this joint with these emojis, and he wanted to just kind of, like, get people talking, but he really was just trying to announce the album. Right. Then we got confirmation from Elliot Wilson. Shout out to the OG. He was like, yo, no, nah, this is it. I can confirm this is indeed the album. And then we found out that actually an artist, very popular artist, Dan, Damien Hurst, I believe, mm -hmm. um, actually designed it. And there was these color concepts and this ongoing theme of Damien's style. But that's, I thought it was a troll. But read the theory. Read the theory. So the, so the theory is this. The reason why Drake decided to put 16 pregnant women emoji uh, of various skin hues on, the, on his album cover Certified Lover Boy is because he originally announced the release date for his album to be January 2021 at the top of this year. Well, nine months from January would be September. And so therefore, the album originally was conceived to be dropped right in January, but nine months later would make it late now, but also nine months weekend then means it's going into labor dropping late certified lover boy has been making love and creating baby making music there you have it mic drop mind's blown 
<laughs> that was a theory that, that I saw floating around on the internet. Really, I think it originates back to Instagram, but that's crazy to me. I mean, I don't think Drake is that well thought. <laughs> like, I don't think he puts that much thought into things like this. That's just me. He's he's no Kendrick Lamar, that guy. Um, <laughs> but but he might he might actually have. He might have put there's gotta be some sort of clever spin to certified lover boy he's got that ridiculous part in his head you know he even permed his hair and it kind of had the justin bieber look like he's the rollout for this thing has been the corniest album rollout of all time it's it's lame the title of the album the album wait for nine months the espn hacking the part in your hair everything then you pump faked and you drop the dark link everything to me about this album release is lame the album could be fire right but the whole packaging as it comes so far is horribly lame um but i wonder if that's a part of it if that's if that's actually the genius is hey i'm gonna do a nick cannon page here and do everything that looks ridiculous and I'm going to come out actually being a winner and everyone's going to see that. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, the music better be good. Cause like I said, with that album title and that album cover, that's two strikes, buddy. <laughs> that's two strikes <laughs> for me right there. So with, with that being said, I'm a, um, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna let Josh answer and then you go back Senator and then I go as well. But you said the music better be good. Obviously, I think that's something that everybody is thinking, everybody's saying. Um, the word is still out in the streets that Drake does not have a classic. Uh, fans will argue that Take Care, um, even nothing was the same, as well as if you're reading this, they say those are the classics. We're not going to really get into that. But mm-hmm. my question with you saying the music better be good, what are the expectations of this album? I don't know. Honestly, and I like it. I, I like it. Um, I like when artists let their music speak for itself. He hasn't released a single yet. I mean, he may do it later this week, but... Wasn't Laugh Now, Cry Later a single? I think that's too old for him to have on this album now, though. Yeah. I mean, he um, did that just just for reference points with Hotline Bling. He definitely ended up throwing that on Views. Right. Mm, I... I think it's a different time. Like, there was a time when people loved, like, albums the length of Donda, but now we don't want that shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. So now I think there was a time where you could throw super old songs on an album, maybe as a bonus track or something, but nowadays, I think it comes off as you're just trying to like, boost your numbers or sales. And I, I don't think he would do it. I might be wrong, but I just don't think he'll put that on there. It's too old. If it came out a little bit later than it did, I think he may have, but I think it's too old. Um, but yeah, I like I like when artists let the music speak for itself. Don't brag on it. Don't talk about it. Don't tell me it's the best thing since sliced bread. Let mm-hmm. me hear it and let me decide for myself. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, I appreciate so that. no expectations. Let the music speak for itself. Yep. Okay. Senator? Yeah, no, I I agree with Josh on that part of it. Let the music speak for itself. But I think, you know, when you're an artist as big as 
I would hope that if you decide to do a rollout, you're going to actually make it worth your while and be intentional about it. Put some thought into it. Make it creative. So far, he has not done any of that to me. Also, though, if you're an artist as big as Drake, then you have the other option. You have the privilege of not being able to like not saying anything at all and be doing like a Beyonce or a J. Cole and just dropping it. And so I would like him to choose one or the other. Like, don't give me a shitty rollout. Like, either give me the greatest rollout of all time or just drop it. Since we've been waiting nine months since the original uh, the original rumor date, release date, at this point, you could just drop it whenever you wanted to drop it anyway. And I think doing that creates even more excitement and even more of a bomb, especially if you got a and then you just drop it out the blue. To me, that should have been the option for this is his sixth album. If I was him, I would have chose that option. Now, Universal is probably not going to let him choose that option. That's why they hacked ESPN. They wanted, I think that was their idea. He's had a lot of success with the SBs and all that. But yeah, I, I would have either, I would have just let that thing go. I would have just dropped that bitch Friday. <laughs> I would have just dropped it. I would have just dropped it. Right there, so and gave it to you, even with that whack ass so, cover. I would have just dropped it. <laughs> so, Senator, I kind of I want to I was going to ask y'all this later, but I, I, I want to see what y'all think about this. Do y'all think he's not he doesn't want to promote this because I think the new sales numbers are not are not going to be the same because physical CDs aren't selling anymore so like when views came out physical cds were still selling when damn came out physical cds were still selling like so like donda's rumored to do what 350 j cole did like 300 Mm -hmm. what if drake only comes out and does like 400 450 and like that's the new like superstar number you know what i mean for this new streaming era well, I mean, that was never a bad number, even in the CD era. I mean, you know, if you you going damn near gold. Through the roof, Alice, through the roof. You know what I'm saying? you number one with a bullet. So, but I hear you, though, right? Because Drake in the CD era or the CD plus stream era should first week, you would think, would go 750, 800. You know, maybe hell, eat damn near platinum. Um. Yeah, I mean, no one is selling the way they're selling, but I still think Drake wants to have the highest selling, biggest out. Yeah, it's Drake, man. There's too much money invested in him and there's too much pride on the line. Drake absolutely 100% wants to have the biggest deal ever. I think maybe he's just doing a sleeper because he knows he's Drake. Last year, you know, people were fiending for the music that even the Dark Lane demo stuff that he gave folks. I think he, I think he knows... He told us on the on best you best I ever had, you know, buzz so big I could probably sell. It. He doesn't put a lot of effort into rollouts. He doesn't put a lot of effort into album covers. I don't think that's where his niche is. I think he just puts the music out and he knows it's gonna do what it does. Okay, um, real quick before I get into my expectations, uh, correction: Kanye actually sampled that thing, doo wop. And Drake sample Lauren Hill X Factor. So that's on that's on me. That's my bad. But I think just the fact that you typically don't get a lot of uh 
artists, and, and or, I won't say you don't get a lot of artists, but because Drake is such a big artist and he sampled Lauryn Hill, Kanye West is such a big artist and he sampled Lauryn Hill, I think I just I just got lost in the sauce. But anyway. What um, were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, that's what, I'm ready, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting ready to get into, my brother. Um, as far as expectations, I still would like for him to prove the naysayers, including myself, wrong. Uh, and being able to just drop an undeniable classic mm. album. I think you have those those fan favorites and all that type of stuff or whatever, but just one, like a good kid, Mad City, like an Illmatic. We were talking about uh, Doggy Style and AT Aliens um, earlier. And all the other classic albums, by the way, out there, Blueprint, just one where no one can deny, like, yo, this is a classic album. Um, but I do think that it was intentional, for him to name the title that and it is a bit confusing because it's like is this a baby making music album which no one would really be like okay wow that's left field no it's not it's drake is this what that's what he does i think it's misleading um um intentionally i think this actually would be a pretty heavy hip-hop rap album um and if that's the case, I would just like it to just be just like amazing. Wow, he really was just in his bag, you know, no skips. And again, also too, just again, him finally, in my opinion, him finally dropping his hip hop classic album. That would be my uh yeah, that would be my expectations for the album for him to just be like, yo, I'm I'm still that dude. I've been on top for a very, very long time. And let me guys remind you exactly who I am. There's been these ghostwriter rumors and confirmations or whatever and blah, 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 blah. I'm that dude. Shut your mouth. Don't ever talk sideways about me. Um, Yeah, that's that's what I would like. My hope is probably very high. Yeah, yeah. Wishful thinking because, I mean, you've told me this before. Like, Drake is very comfortable being number one and doing... I mean, he gives himself the Drake stimulus package, right? He's got a formula. We thought maybe we'd get something more creative and different and out the box with Dark Lane demos. We didn't. We thought we'd get something. I don't think I did. Well, but that's what I'm saying. You hoped, maybe, but you got the same. Views, I thought. Views, for sure. Oh, well, so then why do you hope for that now, then? It's my question. Because I I, I still feel like that's the ongoing conversation. And if he really cares about the things that we know he cares about, including numbers, being the top guy, uh, still, you know, back and forth with the subliminals with, you know, that top three spot, um, smoking on your top five tonight. We're going to get into that, though. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But if you still care about that line, if that line bothers you, like it should, if you really care about that top spot, then I feel like if you on some real hip hop shit, you because he the thing about him, he talks so much shit. He talks so much about being that guy and you know free smoke, free smoke, and like I feel like all of it is cap, and I don't even I don't even use cap like that, you know what I'm saying? But I just but feel like cap. a lot of that. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of cap in your rap, and if you really trying to prove to the to the naysayers and and hip hop. Right, and we ain't talking about popularity and popular culture. You are gonna do that, like you said, buzz so biz. You 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 can sell a blank dish for sure. We know that. No one's questioning that. But if you're trying to get the respect and the Mount Rushmore and all that, yeah, 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 yeah. top but, five, that's that's why I think. That's why I think there's still room for him to be like, you know what, the push the T stuff. That's been like, I, I that's why I think it's it's still a possibility. And don't forget, push the T is still. 
not forget that. Like, Pusha T still has an album coming at some point. We have no idea if he's just going to come out the woodwork and step on Drake's and piss on his parade. Like, I could see Pusha doing that, like, next week. Oh, that would wow, wow. That you just took the conversation. But but yeah, let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves. But that's why I still think there's a possibility. That's what I would like to see. Josh, I want to let you get in this, but I definitely want to respond to what G Rock just said. Go ahead. I think Drake already feels like he's number one. I feel like the only person I think he feels like he's there with the Jays and the Kanye's already. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, accolades, they, yes, but I don't. I don't know if he feel that way when it comes to them raps, nigga. That hip hop. I don't know if he really feel. I feel like Drake is a very insecure rapper, and we all know that. And not insecure just in the sense of like we all are in, insecure as humans, but insecure within his space in hip hop. And that Meek Mill situation obviously didn't make it any better. So I'm interested to hear why you think that, Josh. I think he 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 felt like he proved himself in the Meek Mill situation when you. When you How, but when you songs, went to the Pusha T situation, you you end up getting bailed out by uh uh Jay Prince. I feel like he felt Meek didn't respond after back to back. He won that. So, what else could he do to win that situation? Now, Pusha T is another is another thing. Um. Uh. I, I don't feel like I feel like he thought the Pusha T situation was from Kanye. And I feel like he doesn't really care about Pusha. He just I think he feels like Kanye was trying to get information out of him about when he was gonna drop his album. And then Kanye came with that seven song plan around the time that he was gonna drop Scorpion. So he felt like Kanye was on some funny shit. Um now I, I now I'm not a Drake fan, and I do agree that he doesn't have that undeniable classic. But I feel like people have been saying that forever, and I just don't know if he really cares about that anymore. Exactly. I don't exactly. Know, I disagree, but that, that's fine. and even but here's obviously. the thing: even if he does care about it, I think he's accepted the reality that he cannot make a rap classic album. And I think Drake has, and we saw this. I, I saw it in his eyes when he did the Rap Radar interview at the end of 2019. Him being artist of the decade without having an un classic album. Him being able to have that big-ass Michael Jackson palace there in Toronto, the embassy. Him having had sex with probably every rapper's favorite wannabe baby mama. I think that the whole high school hallway popularity contest success for him, I think he's finally got to a point where he says, that's enough for me. I may not rap like Pusha T. I may not be Kendrick Lamar. I may never be able to like have, be on a Mount Rushmore with the Rockhams and all the backpack favorite rappers. But I am the biggest popular you and your mom and your grandma have seen since Michael Jackson. And I've slept with every single one of these rappers' favorite girlfriend. I'm okay with that. And I think Drake knows that now. I don't expect him to dig deep into his hip-hop bag and give us a hip-hop classic. I do not expect that from Drake anymore. I hope that he will still give us some really good hardcore raps performance 
because he knows he's capable of that and he still has an audience for that. But I don't think that Drake expects himself to give us that. And I don't expect that of Drake to wear the crown in both worlds of pop and rap. But I think he's accepted and realized that he cannot. And he's not going to give us that album. So waiting for him to drop this amazing rap classic album is like waiting for Dr. Dre to drop Detox or for Outkast to give you another album. Sorry, my friend. Let's have a come to Jesus meeting because <laughs> it's it's not it's not it's not happening. Like it's just some shit you gotta accept. The y'all just confirm. Of- y'all both just confirm why Kendrick Lamar said he's smoking on your top five. That's right. Y'all just That's y'all right. just confirmed. Y'all just confirmed it. That's why he's comfortable saying that. Yes, I think Kendrick knows when it comes to that. There's no competition. People, but he also, but it, but here's the thing. I, in this way, Kendrick and Drake will always be two sides of the same coin or the card. Because just like it irks Drake that he'll never have that hip hop classic or where that crown is being rapper of all time. Ever win the high school hallway contest? He'll that'll never be him. He doesn't look the part. He doesn't act the part. He doesn't play the social media gimmick games to be the part. He won't win that contest. And I don't know if that irks him to the same degree that maybe it might irk Drake about not having the hip hop crown. But Kendrick, because he has to keep reminding us that he's smoking on the top five. Like if he was Drake and he was comfortable having the crown of, oh, I'm, I, or I wear both then he wouldn't have to remind us. The fact that you have to remind us lets us know that there's a little bit of an insecurity. There's a little chink in the armor, right, about about not wearing that crown as well. I don't know. I disagree because for me and every everybody on the call, I think that, yes, Drake clearly is the, is the uh, you know, prom king or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that Kendrick even made it to this level of popularity and mainstream household name, he's a household name, period. Whether you like him or not, he's a household. You've heard of Kendrick Lamar, and you probably heard you know a couple of his songs. To me, that's already a win when you look at his image and when you listen to his content. He was never supposed to, in my opinion. I never when we went to go see him at the loft. And we went to the Fly Kicks uh, in-store signing. Mm-hmm. No, no way in hell I would have thought this dude is going to perform at the Grammys one day. No way. You know what I'm saying? This dude is going to win the Pulitzer Prize? No you way. Didn't, you didn't see what we saw. No, I'm just kidding. So that's what I'm saying. Like For him to have already been able to accomplish what he did his way without right. having to... But some could say uh, the same about Drake. Because... For him to even have a foot in the in the rap industry, and for some people, maybe not hip hop purists, maybe not old hip hop heads like us, but for a lot of these kids right now, Drake is the best lyrical rapper. They're not listening to Nas. They don't have a frame of reference for Three Stacks, for Jay Z, for Raekwon and Ghost. They don't have it for Talib, and certainly not for Rakim or LL. They have no frame of reference. Drake is the hardest rapper that these kids have heard. If you're 14 through 26, he's the hardest rapper you've heard. No, Little Baby is the hardest rapper. No, but I'm saying, but Little Baby just exists 
Before that, it was Drake. Drake is just the most popular, likable artist. No, I don't know if I think that they think lyrically. Yes, to some of these kids. Okay, yes, sure, sure. Some, yeah, no doubt. I just don't think that 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 would be the consensus for all of the youth. But even the fact that like hip hop peers like us, and that we even consider him in that conversation in the rap conversation, is still a little bit surprising considering that he's a light skinned biracial. I agree for sure. Degrassi. Now again, that might have set him up to be the pop star that he is, and to have be, have the crossover appeal that he has. But still, even his story of being in kind of American black hip hop culture, still kind of a Cinderella story, just like Kendrick's is that sort of story in terms of him having any level of pop pop star success. Like it's an that's, unexpected. That's a, good, that's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point, and I see. I see where you're going with that. I think the only thing is that to compare, like for sure, like they're two opposites, but it also has a lot of similarities. Yeah. And like you said, who who would have thought? But right. the fact that Drake ended up doing what I'm just gonna call the safer route, you know, what I'm saying, or the safe route, you know, the traditional rapper route. It's not that you know, what I'm saying like just looking at space but for Kendrick to be like yo you know what I mean he's reminded us and he, he said stuff even in the Mask Off remix you know what I'm saying how y'all let a conscious rapper go commercial how right. y'all let the hood at the table like you know what I'm saying like bro I'm not supposed to be here at all I don't fit the description I'm not a sex symbol I'm not on social media I'm not dating these A-list celebrities I'm not always in the headlines doing viral stuff constantly in y'all's faces I don't look the part you know what I'm saying if I'm not at the Grammys or whatever, I look like a regular dude. I'm not dressed and draped in diamonds and designer. You see what I'm saying? And I'm actually right. talking about something of substance. But for Drake to just talk about money, cars, clothes, and hoes, and you a light-skinned nigga, you know what I'm saying? And the women like the way you look, you know what I'm saying? Not a bad-looking dude. Like, I, I, Okay, yeah, you from Canada and you was in the garage, but that's really not that impressive or hard to believe as opposed when you look at Kendrick's story and his popularity. That's all I'm saying. Those, those, I get where you was going with that, but it's just, it's just too different because like Drake literally is just doing what everybody else is doing. And he, of course he was able to get popular and yeah, he like skin. But there's you know a lot saying? of other rappers who are do what, who do what everyone else is doing, but no one believes them or no one buys their music. So I think no doubt, there, but Drake also is, has there, like not to disrespect him. Drake also is really, really good. That's what I'm saying. Good but songs. so, so that's, that's what I'm saying. The same thing I think is there for Kendrick as well. Because for Kendrick sure, was but it's the types of songs that they're making, bro. It's the types of songs that they're making. Drake is making very easy to digest bubblegum, listen to while I'm at the club, whatever, right? Kendrick is listening to music that's challenging the listener. You have to look up. Oh, I yes, don't know yes, the context. No, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. So that's that's the only reason why. So I'm not saying Drake is just this dime a dozen person, but I'm just saying him being able to go as far as he went based off the things that he's talked about, that's not that hard to believe. And he's also really talented at making good songs. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like at the end of the day, that's an easier recipe to blow up. Same way when you look at Meg Thee Stallion. Same way when you look at any, unfortunately, any popular yeah. female rapper that we know, we know them because of the lane that they chose. They didn't take the Kendrick Lamar lane, and they still performing at the They Grammys. didn't take the Rhapsody, Rhapsody lane. Right. They didn't, so I'm saying, they didn't when you, when you see Rhapsody performing at no Grammys. You know right. what I'm saying? So, Rhapsody ain't won no Poodle Surprise. So anyway, that's all I was trying to say. I think what you're saying, I think, can come out disrespectful to Drake, though. Because... Man, fuck that name. 
<laughs> but, I will but, just spit out my wine. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. But think about how many kids growing up that make music that just try to do what's hot and that don't make it. Right, you can't disrespect Drake by saying he just does what everybody else does. He does, and but I gave him props. I said he's actually really talented, really good at making good music. I never take that away from him. I'm talking about the actual content, and and yeah, the content and the subject matter of what he's doing. That is what everybody else is doing. Okay. Drake just does okay. it at a very, very good level. But no one can disrespect that. I will say this to add to Josh's point, though. The greatest musician America has ever seen, perhaps the world has ever seen, is Michael Jackson. When we look at a lot of Michael Jackson's career, from him as a child, even into his early adult, early, early adult career, he wasn't talking about nothing complex. Literally, the nigga was seeing A, B, C, one, two, three, like, this, this, was, yeah. this is his actual lyrics, right? It wasn't, a, it was bubblegum pop, but no one could damn do it like Michael Jackson. And you got to give it. And eventually it went from him doing what was easy to him doing not only it in a way that no one else could do, but him doing things that no one else can do. And I think Drake has jumped that shark. It's a job. It isn't just that Drake is just cars, clothes and hoes, I suppose, thing that he was doing 10 years ago. This is a Drake who has evolved to doing things that no one thought he would do that no one else can do. No one else can write hooks like Drake. That, that, is, that is a unique artist's musical ability. Right? There's not a whole lot of people that can conceive of song structure, of what a hit song sounds like as a musician. I'm not talking about producer. I'm talking about as a rapper. There's not a lot of these rappers who know how to make songs. They can rap their ass off, but they can't make songs. Drake Thanks. brings that to the table. Facts. And now, and even though he still, you can say he does the Jay-Z thing where he rides coattails of sounds and new artists, even as much as he does that, he trailblazes too. He also takes the game in different directions to where other artists want to ride his coattails and do whatever Drake is doing. I don't want to drunk, you know, even though, again, I'm not excited for, for Certified Lover Boy, I will listen to it. We got to give Drake credit when we honestly look at him historically and back up and see the whole elephant. There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of unexpectedness to his trajectory that's a little bit of a Cinderella story. Because who would have, I didn't think that ever some light skinned biracial kid from Canada would become the biggest name in black music. No, I agree. Never. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? And so, but he. I is. agree with yeah. And at some point, he got people, black people, black rap listeners, 40-year-old black men, he got them to accept him and his music. That in and of itself is a feat that I think requires a little bit of respect on his name. No, no doubt. The same, no doubt. Way, the same way that a nappy-head, dark-skinned kid from Compton became a Pulitzer Prize winner. I think it, they both, you know, in different directions, 
but they don't they deserve some damn respect for their accomplishments for sure yeah. for sure and what i was saying definitely shouldn't be taken like i wasn't giving him respect because even we talked um we talked when family no not family ties but when kendrick dropped the um letter or the, the journal joint or whatever like for him to have that many hit records if we're talking about the greatest hits like the dude has hits after hits after hits and he's been consistently being able to he's been able to consistently do that for over the past 10 years and if it were that easy we would see other people that's talking about the same types of things we would see them be able to do that so there is that's just a clear uh, proof that he's super super talented and he's not this average rapper that just became popular because he's light skinned no not at all I was more so just talking about the content um, but enough of that nigga man let's talk about K-Dot yeah let's do it Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar have a song called Family Ties while you were watching the third uh, the third uh, concert of Listening Party you were Watching ESPN be interrupted by Jake Drake's album release date. Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar and Normani, her sexy ass, were releasing a song called Family Ties. They were tying their families together. Mm. Mm. Is she part of their and, family? And they gave us a video. I, the way she was dancing on Keem, I, shit, she might be. I hope not. And I mean, unless, that's his, <laughs> unless that's his girl. I don't know. I'm just I'm being crazy, but no. Nah, I mean I don't know. Maybe that maybe that is his girl or whatever. But um, yeah, nah. I was wondering was that his girl? Cause then with the number two DM and my bitch line too. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Josh, like shout out to you. Well, I that was definitely that a Drake. That was definitely a Drake thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you guys know? How do you guys? You guys both seem to be very confident about that. How do you guys know that he's refer- referring to Drake? Because Drake is it I because that we know twice. that Drake slides in the DMs? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And if you've been to Normani's Instagram, yes, you know that every <laughs> everybody is probably sliding in her DMs. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Okay. Um, what did y'all think about the actual song? Not just Kendrick's part, but just the song in its entirety. Hmm. Josh? I... It's, it's probably... My second or third favorite Keem song, just off of the last week or so. Um, it's a well done song, Keem. I feel like it's one of Keem's better songs for sure. He's he's on beat, his flow, like he's rapping. He's actually rapping. Like, and I always try to discredit him and say Kendrick Rice is but bars, but hey, he he's like he has some impressive lines on here. Mm-hmm. Um and the video definitely adds to it as well. The video, uh the visual aspect of it is great. Um I like I would have liked it without even without the Kendrick verse, I would have liked this song for sure. I agree. Me too. I have to give it a little bit more of the whip test, man. Um, I oh, have it bang in the whip, boy. It, it does. Yeah. So I listened to it in the whip one time, one time, one time. I want to listen to it again where I have like some stretch and I'm not like looking at GPS and trying to figure out where I'm going, right? Um, but off first initial listen. So here's the thing. Receiving the song with the video first was absolutely the best way to go. And I think TDE has been spot on doing that with Kendrick. 
always give us the video treatment first. So much better because they're so creative. What the little homies in them do is the video are amazing. The first half of that video during Keem's verse part one is amazing. Really, really exciting. I love the way they like keep the scenes going. Kind of scenes or squares or like pages and they just stack up and they, yeah, order on top of each other. I thought it was really cool. Um, Keem's verse, I agree with you in that, that I, this is the hardest I've heard him try to rap, but it's still not enough for me. Like, I, I, I want, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but your best it wasn't good enough type thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the song for me becomes more enjoyable, right? I'm really listening then. I'm really invested. And Kendrick, for me, does not disappoint. But I know some people were hating. We can talk about that in a second. But yeah, the song overall, yeah. The video, yeah. Kendrick's part, yeah. King's part. Nah, Senator, listen to this and read <laughs> King's lyrics, man. You gotta put a little bit more respect on King. He nah, right. he has some he has some nice lines on here, man. Do you have any um if you if you can remember them over there, do you have any standout lines? Um. Uh, put your put your Instagram down and look through my lens was one. Um, I like what's the pros uh, and the cons of this next check. That one, like nigga, even uh, the, even debating like who you know what I'm saying like I thought that was cool for him to be so young to be like putting even more thought like I'm I'm not just taking checks you know what I'm saying like I'm yep. actually considering what I have to do. Yep, and then he said something like red dot. Don't get on the wrong red eye. Like I thought that was a little clever. Um, he had a little, just a little couple witty, clever lines. I mean, I'm not saying he's the best lyric, right? And I agree. Based I off it. of his lyrical content from the past, this is definitely a step up of him. Actually, you know, because like I think if people listen to this, they'll be like, "Oh, that's impressive." But this is like, nah, just for like for for Keem, it's almost like hearing Playboy Cardi who started off early, early, you know what I'm saying, trying to be lyrical. Um, but then he got into, like, the whole, like, ad-lib game and stuff like that. So to hear him, you know, spit something where it's just like, oh, okay, wow, he was actually trying to say something. I think people would be impressed, even if it even even if it wasn't impressive for, like, a, a J. Cole or a Kendrick or something like that. People would recognize, like, oh, this person typically doesn't rap like this. Yeah. Um, I thought that the production, I, I still like Keem's, production better yes uh, of course Kendrick has the uh the better verse which is which is obvious um but I mean that that keen production that half is just the the way he wrote the beat and the beat it just it just it's just it's good and I like keen I like it for what it is just like I like Playboy Cardi like I don't try to take up for it and, and go into it thinking that I need more from it it's like no nah, this is exactly what I'm gonna give you you know, and I, I could respect that in, in in certain spaces that I'm trying to listen to the music. Um, so I've been I definitely been rocking rocking with Keem stuff and checking him out since I think I found out about him maybe like 2019, and um, it was you know whispers and rumors that he was related to Kendrick, and of course this song is them 100% confirming it. Uh, even before once we saw that Keem was on PG Lane, like this Family Ties, obviously the uh, artwork of the single has Kendrick 
and Keem and the family and everybody else's faces blurred out except Kendrick and a very small Keem, uh, look maybe a baby Keem. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was just like the confirmation, like, yo, we we definitely related. Uh, hence the title of the song, Family Ties. And uh, to me, Kendrick is just so amazing because as as good as the verse is, I still feel like it's very light. For Kendrick, yeah. it was just more yes. of a warning. It was just an appetizer to let people know. But like, this hey, is a but I'm this coming. is a good verse. Let us Talk just like it. bask. Let's bask in the glow of this. Um, Talk about it. This, don't address me unless it's with four letters. Very simple, 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 simple. Eight words, but don't address me unless it's with four letters. That's hard. Uh, I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been ducking the social gimmicks. I've been ducking the overnight activists. I'm not a trending topic. I'm a prophet. I answered the Metatron and Gabriel, bitch, looking for a better me. I'm a legacy. I come from the 70s, the Al Green offspring, guns and the melody, the big shot, wrist on chirotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, that's eight bars. I mean, it, it goes on for like another 16, but that's what I'm saying. Like Kendrick Lamar's worst average verses. His average verses are your best, your favorite rapper's wet dream. Like that's crazy to me. Like and that's and that, those aren't even the hardest bars. Like <laughs> with the voice change part, but I think the voice change is really interesting. Why, let me ask y'all. Why, why do y'all think he changed his voice? Did what do y'all? What, why do y'all think he did the voice change? I don't know. I just think that Kendrick, when you look at majority of his, <laughs> excuse me, his career, he's just similar to Eminem. We know that he uh, has a lot of respect and love for Eminem. Like those are two artists that when they get on the track, I'm not going to give you my exact same voice, the entire verse for the most part. You know, there are songs where they where they will rap in in, in one voice, but Kendrick has just been pretty consistent at, at, at doing that. So that didn't really catch me off guard. And it also added a little humor, too, in my opinion. But I wasn't shocked that he switched up his voice, and I don't think that it had, like, a special meaning. But that's me. Josh? It was so he could throw the TikTok dance in there. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dance thing caught me off guard. Like, oh, this is, I hope this is not him really trying to dance for real. Because we never really dance for real, you know, maybe a little bit in loyalty, a little bit in poetic justice, but yeah. Yeah, but um, I think I think Kendrick is great at these warning shots now. Um, and I, I don't know. I think he's like, let me get this out. Let him. Let me know. It's let me let them know it's dot season and it's coming, and <laughs> be prepared. And I think he, I think he sent some direct shots on this joint too, though. I, that number two DM. I if Drake is as sensitive as you say he is, G Rock. They call they directly call him number two. You he gonna take that? I don't think he should. So he ain't got a choice. Not not if you think you <laughs> not if you think you the number one. He ain't one got a person. choice. He ain't got a choice. 
So I, I think I definitely think Drake will have some uh something to say about that on the album. But but yeah, I, I'm ready, man. I'm ready for, for Kendrick. It's been what, twenty seventeen going on? It's been over four years now. That's right. Mm-hmm. So he's long overdue. Um and I'm just ready, man. New flows coming. Be patient, brother. Show my ass and take it. Take y'all to class. I can multitask like Megan, brother. And then um, also, I I don't. I think the only feature verse where he like doesn't change his verse really is like um. What what is what what's it called off of uh, the Suns tirade? He does it one time in that verse, but yeah. I told Zay that I'm best of rapper since 25. Any nigga that disagrees, a fucking lie. Yep. And but like, he, but, but, but after that, he says, part of, me, my other, part of me, but my alter ego is a Gemini. So I think when we hear Kendrick change his, his voice in other verses, it is intentional because it's him talking to himself. Or, mm. it's, Lu- or it's Lucy, right? Which Lucy is Lucifer. It's the devil, right? Greed. It's his, his lower self talking to himself. When he changes voices in his other albums, he's becoming different characters. He doesn't just change his voice for no reason. If you pay attention to it, he does it because either he's talking to himself or it's another voice. It's the voice of like God or, you know, his better self or the devil. So I wonder, that's why I said, why does he change his voice here? He never does it coincidentally before. I mean, all of a sudden you're gonna sound like Hulk Hogan. Like I don't think he's playing like that. Like I think there's a reason for that. You know what I'm saying? So what about um, we talked when uh, he put out the the letter and announcing this would be his last TDE album, and it's uh, okay, Lamar, right? A lot of people were saying that <laughs> the first thing they thought about when they looked at it is Oklahoma, right? <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, and then when you hear that amazing brother, you know, like it, to me, I don't even necessarily think about Hulk Hogan. It just more sounds like a like a country like Western accent. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the event, there is some type of connection to like Oklahoma and the accent and even some of his uh, stage outfits that we saw him performing in towards the tail in the 2019 was some very like wild outfits that we mm-hmm. felt like could have been potential hints at the next album. Um, is that something that y'all thought about where that could have been like some type of connection where he is also when we talk about we had we hadn't talked about it here which we we should at least mention that we do think that the next album um could potentially be around death so when you think about death and you think about uh the cowboys and the what was it what is it called like the sundown joint or whatever when they do like the little march off and Last man standing to shoot off. Like if 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 he's going that route with like cowboy western Kenny, maybe that has something to do with it, that voice. Cowboy Kenny. Yeah, because like I said, one of those outfits he clearly had like a like a black like a whole like black cowboy type outfit on with the hat and like he had like a whole look. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe yeah. I'm reaching, but that's what I thought about because I was like it it sounded more cowboy western to me than. Hulk Hogan, the amazing brother, you know what I'm saying? So maybe that's an interesting way to go if he's going to go out 
talking about death of uh, this being his final TDE album, but that's that's a thought that crossed my mind. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely thought about that too because I definitely do not believe that Kendrick has been gone four plus years and he's not coming with some type of concept or something right. with his album. So it definitely can be related for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know about country. I hope not because country is my least favorite genre of music. So no, I hope not it's kinda... necessarily country music, but just like if it's like South, southwestern cowboy, and again, like very cutthroat, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know, I don't yeah. know what it was called. Yeah. We like we stand like back to back, and then we walk, and then we turn around. Yeah, and no, 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 like high noon, pistols at high noon type thing. Yes, yes, yes. Like if he's yeah. going that route from like. Uh, from Kung Fu Kenny to that around death though not not necessarily trying to make a country album no not at all but just like that being the concept of him as he's approaching death through that that lens or that particular area through a showdown yeah showdown type thing um yeah I I feel like it's a little bit of a reach um but I think you know I I think it's possible I, I mean at this point even the hip hop prophet can't really see in terms of what Kendrick is doing. I certainly was really looking at the video to try to see if there was any clues. Like, okay, and then you know it's got to be. You know it's got to be. A there clue. probably is stuff that right stuff that we're not gonna. That's not gonna make sense until the album comes out, and then we go back and be like, oh, that's what this was for. That's what right. this meant. Just yeah, like Humble, so, he was wearing a damn shirt on the bike. We just we didn't, didn't see it exactly. Exactly. So it probably is going to be little stuff like that, and we'll just have to we'll just have to go back and, and see. But um, yeah, I'm not really sure. All I like I said, all I said right now is that I'm happy to have New Kendrick. This is still a really nice verse. I don't know why people tripping, even though I agree with them in the sense that I'm not a fan of this song. Kendrick's verse is not no hoe, bro. This this is a really, 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 really good verse. Let me let me just again. 2021, I ain't taking no prisoner. Last year, y'all fucked up all the listener. Who went platinum? I call that a visitor. Who the fuck backing them? All been falsified. The facts mean this a vaccine and the game need me to survive. Gets a little bit off beat there. Maybe there's an extra couple of syllables in that last line. Still, still better than your favorite rapper's best verse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what, still better than your favorite rapper's best verse. When he started off, um, what exactly I'm trying to think. Say that, say that, say that um line again. 2021. Mm-hmm. I ain't fucked up all the listener. Who went platinum? I call that a visitor. Who the Okay, so stop there, stop there, stop there, stop there, stop there. So last year y'all fucked up the listener. All the yeah. listener. Yep. Or listeners. You know, Kendrick sometimes will just take S off of words, but yes, right. Fucked up all the y'all listener. fucked up the listeners. Right. Who went platinum? I call that a visitor. I call that a visitor. In other words, I've been sitting on the throne. I've been running this. Whoever went platinum last year is only able to be platinum for a little while because I didn't drop. They just visited. Correct. They don't. They don't live here. Got that. But what about fucking up the listener? I, I was like, when I heard that, I was like, what is he saying? Yeah, with the fucking up the listener part, I don't know if he's saying that in terms of like certain artists are saying that they're going platinum when really they're not, they're falsifying streams. Um, and it goes back to the question of what is a stream really worth type thing. 
Um, so then, go or, ahead, or also he's saying, or also he's saying, whoever went platinum last year, y'all listening to that garbage, and it fucked y'all up because y'all y'all praised that and said that was great, but really it's you're Ooh. you're eating you're eating bullshit because no real shit has come out. There's a verse in so, Proverbs. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, "To a starving man, any bitter thing is sweet." To a starving so man, gotta, any bitter thing is sweet. So if 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 you're in a and if you're in a food desert, shit, the the little sandwich that you get out from the gas station is is amazing. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got no other options, so Kendrick is right. saying last year y'all ain't had no real options, so you've been eating bull. You fucked up. The and if you went and if you went platinum, of course you kind of lucked up because wasn't nothing else out there. Yeah, exactly, because I wasn't out there. So yeah, I got a is. question for you. I got a question. I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm glad you brought that lineup. I got a question for you and Josh. Who the hell is he talking about? Who went platinum last year, guys? Don't get quiet. Who killed it last year? Like, broke some type of record or was just, like, charting the whole, like, who? Was that Drake? Did he do that with Dark Lane demos? Would Would you call Drake a visitor? Come on, no. Drake been yeah, no, doing can't be numbers and stuff like that. Ooh, yes, Josh. Yes. Ooh, the same person y'all said that's guaranteed to be on the album. Let's talk about it. Who? Who? Come on. Um, Who? Oh, Who? J Cole. J Cole didn't go platinum last year, bro. Y'all are both acting brand new. Y'all swore up and down, Lil Baby gonna be on the album. Oh, Lil Baby nah, is gonna be on the album. About Lil Baby. Nah, he's not no. talking about Lil. Nah, 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 Who I went? Got, thought of, nah, nah. But listen, right, nah. listen, listen, listen. So maybe it's Drake, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because that dark, that dark lane demo shit that Drake <laughs> put out was old songs, and if he went platinum with that. Maybe he could be talking about that. Maybe, like, yeah, I don't think exactly. Yeah, I don't think he's talking. Or I think it's just a general shot to all the. Nah, man, this nigga is strategic. Who went platinum last year during the pandemic? Nah, nah. I'm asking y'all a question. I'm I'm still asking because y'all have not answered. Who went platinum last year during the pandemic? That fucked up the listener. <laughs> I'm having that in the Google right now. Who fucked up because the even Google? Senator Josh, I don't, I don't know who. I, yeah, ask Google that, Josh. I don't know how you feel, but all of us can agree, including me, because I've been I've been advocating for him since 2017, 2018. But so you didn't like my turn. You didn't like my turn. You say we all know Lil Baby could rap, but you said you did not like my turn. But yet that album did amazing last year. I think He's it might have been the best. Him. He gotta be talking about maybe a little Uzi Vert. Lil Uzi Vert went platinum last year. He's not talking about none of these little niggas. I, I don't think so either. I don't think he's talking about anybody specifically. Who, I think he, is he talking he, about? So he just he just put that line out there and ain't talking yeah, about. No, come on, y'all. I think he's just. I don't think he's talking about anybody specifically. I think he's saying last year y'all fucked up all the listeners in the sense that 2020 either we were fucked up because we only could eat bullshit because that was all that was out, or there was no music to listen to because it was the pandemic. 
But I don't think that shot is is aimed towards anybody specifically. I do. Uh, hold on, he got a line on here though that I think is specific. Where is it? <laughs> One daughter, but they all my sons in this bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean that definitely is that, that, that's clearly a shot for everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's everybody. That's everybody. Everybody's getting that one. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he kept it pretty general. Like I feel like his tone is really aggressive. But it's also very general because I feel like nobody said Candyman yet. Ain't nobody called his name. Ain't nobody put him in that position where, but he's always, but he's Kendrick. He, he, he's always ready. Sword is always sharp. He just, he comes from that school. He's always ready. He's not no Drake. He's not no Drake. He, he from that pusher school where he's always, he's always ready. Did what you call him go platinum last year? Did the J Electronica come out last year? Yes, but hell Did no. You really, hell no. You think that shit went platinum? I don't know. It had, had Jay Z on it, so I just I didn't I didn't know over time with the stream. Jay Z has never gone platinum. Not in no first week. Hell no. I ain't talking about first week. We just saying like the joint could still eventually hit platinum. So that's why I was I was just wondering. Yeah, no. That, and the only reason I'm, only reason I'm asking, I'm not saying that he's talking to him, but I do remember. I feel like because when you were saying Candyman, I was like, damn, Kendrick really got a lot of these dudes scared to say something. But I felt like um, I don't know exactly what song that was, but on that J Electronica, I definitely that one song, I felt like he was 100% talking to Kendrick. Y'all know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. And I know, yes. I think that's Ezekiel's yeah, Wheel. Ezekiel's Wheel is the name of that song. He's talking about to the me, song. it felt yeah, very I'm... obvious that he was talking to Kendrick. Electronica's album where um dang it's like a motorcycle reference. Um it's but the name of the song is exactly what you're talking about, Gerard. Yeah. Um, but anyhow. Yeah, definitely check that mug out. I felt like that verse was like one hundred percent like just crafted straight for Kendrick Lamar. Um not saying that the platinum joint and I was just wondering, I was like, did J. Cole? I mean not J. Cole, but I was like, did Jay Electronica did that album look on platinum? But anyways, like y'all said, maybe maybe he wasn't talking to anybody. I just thought that when you think about yeah, so Jay Electronica went, says on Ezekiel's will, you say my name like Candyman, I'll pop out of your closet and withdraw me a deposit. I'm loyal to Elijah like Eric was to Godric. Yeah, but he had definitely. more like either before or after that. I felt like it was it definitely was more. I felt like he 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 said something and built up. I felt like there was like several lines where it was just like okay. It seemed like he talked because it, it, it couldn't have been that quick. What, what's either before or after that? That song or the line? The lines. Um, it'll be pandemonium if I show up to the. No, he says, uh, My debut album featuring Hove, man, this is highway robbery. It's like I hit the lottery. I busted the pinati. Now I'm like a. I'm now I'm hot like a tamale because I just caught a body. It'll be pandemonium if I show up to the party. May all my haters hit their knees and throw up in the toilet in the twinkling of an eye. I went from legend to historic, catching bodies after bodies. You say my name like Candyman, I'll pop out of your closet and withdraw me a deposit. I'm loyal to Eric. I'm loyal to Elijah like, like Eric was to Godric. Yeah. That was the only line that struck me as a Kendrick okay. line. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 
I don't know why I thought it was like several joints that was leading up to that mug, but maybe. But yeah, Shay Electronic loves to throw. You're right. He does <laughs> love to throw subs. He does. He yeah, and we know that he's the only person, well, not the only person, but only person that I think that matters that Kendrick would potentially respond to. He said something like on an Instagram live or a Twitter live, something to like downplaying Kendrick Lamar's like lyricism or something like that. And then mm-hmm. Kendrick, remember y'all remember Kendrick ended up responding um, some what, what song was that he was he responded and saying like oh on the um untitled unmastered when he was like um how could I how could I end a career before one even begins or something like that something like that yeah yeah that was that was them kind of going back and forth on some like whatever whatever but Jay definitely Jay Electronica definitely said something to the fact that Kendrick is nice but he ain't as nice as everybody think or he ain't as lyrical or something something oh, he definitely he was, went like, live and, and Absol got in there too. Yeah, yeah. Before we go, we've got a few minutes left. I know it's been a long episode, but we felt like we should bless y'all um, since we had a two-week hiatus. So you get an hour apiece for the two weeks we were gone. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but for our guest, Josh, um, and you should check out The Brew if you haven't already. Uh, the Brew is streaming on all platforms. Is that correct, Josh? Yes, yes. All platforms. Listen to it. Check out The Brew. Um, I want to do just a few quick questions. You give me your gut answer. Go and give me a little explanation. Feel free to expound on it. But I just want to ask you three questions here. And you, you, you go in. It's, it's all you right here. Best rap label of all time, sir. Best rap label of all time and why? I'm going to go... I'm going to go cash money um, because of everything that came out of that label, man. Um, You got Juvenile kind of started off the label in the mainstream. Then you had the Hot Boys came with a classic, Guerrilla Warfare. Um, Then BG had a nice solo career. And then Lil Wayne, come on. Um, And then... Like it even continued. Lil Wayne uh, signed Nicki and you know Drake, so that Cash Money gets credit for that. So I think Cash Money. I mean, when it comes to longevity, uh, artists that they have, they have like two, probably two artists that could be considered like on a Mount Rushmore in rap. Mm. Um, so I think I think Cash Money is the is the answer. Cash Money is yeah. the army, but he at the navy. I agree. Um, Cash Money is the first label that came to mind when the when the question was asked. And I just think, too, aside from the excellent points that you made, Josh, I think that Cash Money, whether whether you like it or not, I feel like they are the label um, that had the most impact and mm-hmm. influence to push and shift the culture of hip hop as a whole. Uh, yeah. Not every single individual artist, because some people just kind of just stayed true to what they was on. But like the way people approached music after Cash Money came, um, again, for better or for worse, because some people don't like that. But um, it definitely became way more uh, braggadocious. And they just came through and just changed the rules on like how you could um, approach music making in, in the rap space. Um I mean, so that alone, and then to those points that you made, Josh, the fact that, I mean, just Lil Wayne alone, like you say Drake and Nicki Minaj and, and Juvenile and BG um, 
and I'm sure it's probably some other people on there that, that we're leaving out that did some cool things as well. But just like Wayne alone, what that one person did for hip hop and then his influence is just like a chain reaction. Like you look right. at the little Wayne influence tree, right? With him at the top and just like like a family tree and just look at all even to present day. Yeah, all the descendants of Little Wayne. Yeah, I think it's about ironic. Oh three oh four. Whenever that Carter one came out, that's when you saw that's when we saw a brand new branding. And just a new brand of a little Wayne. Because me, I was already rocking with Wayne since, you know, I don't curse, but I wet up your shirt. Like, I've been rocking with yeah. Wayne, 12, 13-year-old Wayne. Um, so to, to see him transform into that after the squad up era, like right after 500 Degrees dropped, and they had that little falling out with Juvenile, and they was doing the squad up mixtapes, and then he dropped card. I was like, yo, something happened to this dude. I was like, either he not writing his rhymes no more, are we weren't even saying Illuminati back then, but it's like either this dude and got like baptized into like some type right. of something yeah, pricked his finger, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean I, I gotta give it the cash money just just off of like I said, just off of impact alone. They like and that and the birth of Wank, that alone is enough to be like greatest label of all time. Back to Josh. Music that snuck past you this year in 2021. If you recall, maybe you go through Spotify and say, oh, I should have listened to this or title with whoever we want to support here. I say Spotify because they down they download our podcast for free. But what what's some music that snuck part this year, Josh? Mm, um, let me try to see an album that maybe I did. I downloaded late or something. Right, and maybe you're like, "Oh, I should listen to that, or go back to that, or I wish I had listened to that." Um, I will say that Lloyd Banks album. Mm, that's a good um, one. I gave that. I gave that like a brief skim through, mm. and like. And I liked what I heard, but I never really revisited. So I think I definitely need to go back and uh, give that another listen. Yeah, for me, it was Currency and Alchemist, Covert Coup. I wish I had listened to that when it first came out. I need to go back and listen to that one. Um, We were talking earlier today about flawless albums. I had texted that AT Aliens to me is a flawless album from from the very beginning to the very end, from the very last drop. It is a perfect album. Do you think, I won't ask you about other albums that you would put on the flawless list, but Josh, do you think that albums have to be flawless in order to be classic? No, they do not. Um, Mm. A classic I think a classic album is I'll give you one skip, I believe. And I, I say that because I almost there was another one I was on the fence about adding to the list and it was the blueprint. Hmm. Blueprint is a classic, but I always I'm always gonna skip Jigga that nigga or my nigga Jigga, however whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'm always going to skip that song, but that album is for sure a classic in my eyes. So I, I think I'll give you one skip, maybe two. It depends on how far the rest of the album is. That's true. And therefore, the album can't be classic, right? If there's a skip or something in there or something that aggravates you. You can remember the album so perfectly, but there's just one little thorn in your side. They're like, oh, I wish he didn't put that skit, right? So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And then uh, what's your personal favorite rapper or album of all time? And I guess we could say musician. It doesn't have to be rapper. Let's open it up, expand our minds. Okay. Um, You said favorite musician or what? Or what was the other thing? Or album. Of all time. Album, just your album. personal one. You don't have to think critically. Just your personal either or musician or album. Hmm. Mm, favorite album of all time that I could just cut on. Damn. Yeah, that's tough. That you just that you just you go yeah you go to automatically like um uh, this always makes you smile I never turn this off good like every time it's it's exactly what I'm looking for I'll listen to like it never stops I'm gonna say I'm gonna say trap music Mm. um man um. I'm born and raised in Cincinnati, but um, like the Midwest has like a strength, like a, like a, like cousin to the South, like relationship. So like, yeah, my older brother, like growing up, my older brother, he all he listened to really was like Southern music. So like the UGKs, the A Ball MJGs, stuff like that, and um, and he had trap music. And I, I was in middle school when trap music dropped. So like I was aware, but he had like the real CD of trap music. He ain't had a bootleg or none of that. So like I just remember riding with him, looking at the booklet. Um, you know, it, it's it's just all about those memories. And yeah. I think I think I just think trap music is a great ass album. I always argue. I argue tooth and nail with people about trap music, like that they say it's not a classic or it ain't his best album. Um, yeah, so I say trap music is my is an album I could throw on no matter what, and it's it's gonna do the do the job. Yeah, that's a good choice. Final question, Josh. As a person from Ohio, from Ohio, what is something that the rest needs to put some respect on? Like your contribution to rap, or it could be food, or just something about Ohio. It could even be specifically that you like. Look, y'all niggas may not respect Ohio, but you damn sure need to respect this. Like, what is it? What is it? Um, I think our music. I think I think we have a lot of influence on think the uh G Funk era, um mm. Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, um even like Roger Troutman and stuff like that, the Ohio players. Right. Like we have a very rich history 
in music. Um, and I, I don't think it gets a lot of respect. Um, we haven't had that breakthrough when it comes to like rap yet, but boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Cle- yeah, Cleveland, I forgot. Cleveland has had the biggest moments when it comes to rap. And, I mean, and Bow Wow's from Columbus, allegedly. He, he doesn't claim it anymore, though. He claims Atlanta. Uh-huh. But, um, but, um, but yeah, Cleveland has had some big moments musically. They even had, like, MGK. Um, and they had some other kind of big moments. Um, but when it comes to Cincinnati, um, specifically, we haven't had that breakthrough music moment, like, when it comes to rap. Um, but I definitely think, um, the scene is bubbling. Um, and I feel like once we get one to blow, I feel like they'll be here um, kind of like that, you know, like when Chicago blew mm-hmm. or, you know, when certain cities blow, like, you know, the record labels come and try to find another, the next one from that city. Right, so right, I think, right. I think that could happen. I think we just need that one to break through first. Nice. T-Rock, you want to take us home? Oh. You want to close us out? One more thing, I got one more thing. Yeah, yeah. When I listen to podcasts, when I listen to all these podcasts, and I hear people talk about Ohio, they talk like it's all like cornfields and and farmland and shit like that. It's not that at all. Trust me. Like there are areas where it is like that, but like Cincinnati is like a a city, uh, and it's grown a lot since G Rock has last been here too. So. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that, bro. Because they, Josh know and and Matt knows that I, and you know, I guess until I re revisit and come back, man. Like I always give Cincinnati a hard time. Um, not that it was anything wrong with the people, but it's just like my my first time going up there. Um, I don't know. That that might have been like 2009. I had never even been to Ohio and I was excited and I was like, yo, um, you know, like when people come to Atlanta, I get them the Atlanta tour. I'm like, yo, give me the Cincinnati tour. And it was just like, oh, well, it ain't really much to show you. I'm like, bro, it's gotta be something like they showed me like uh, the bridge that you cross where it's like the Mississippi River. And I, I think it crosses over into um, Kentucky. Okay. And, you know, I, I, I saw where the where the Reds, Cincinnati Reds playing the Bengals. And then Boots uh-huh. and Collins has a restaurant. But, bro, that was about it. That's about all I remember. They took me to a, a park downtown. I don't know if that's a call a park or whatever, but just, like, some center. It was, like, a fountain, and they had, like, live music. But I was just like, man, this is this sucks. And they was like, yeah, man. No, but real talk. And it was just like, yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, man, it really ain't much to do here. They was like, that's why the teenage pregnancy rate is so high. Ain't really right. nothing to do here. So it'd be, but, I would be interesting to see how it's evolved, you know, because my last time there, that was my first time in 2009, and my last time going to Cincinnati, I think, was like 2015. Um, and I was just really disappointed because I think, like like Josh said, Cincinnati is not some, like, it's a city city. So you think, like, okay, well, cool. It's like Atlanta and Chicago and Dallas or whatever. So maybe not necessarily exactly on that level, but in that conversation where you feel like there's a lot to do, um and it just, no if you're from the US you've heard of Cincinnati absolutely yeah I was just hella hella disappointed man but Josh man we appreciate you for joining us um for the listener man it's definitely an extra bonus out episode hope you 
appreciated it. I, I damn sure appreciated just having a conversation. I really wish we would have got a chance to record um, uh, that previous conversation that we had. Um, but it is what it is. I, I have a, a, a strong feeling this won't be the last time all three of us is um, on Don't Trust the Punch. And so uh, with that being said, man, this has been another episode. Hope y'all enjoyed. Man, y'all stay tuned. All three million of y'all. We appreciate each and every one of y'all out there. You did. And uh, that's all I got to say. Y'all got some. You're welcome. Y'all for having me, man. Yep. Smoking on your top five tonight, you little bit. And we out. <laughs> Peace. We out. Peace.